We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hi, Blue Wire listeners. I'm Greg Olson. I'm excited to partner with Blue Wire to bring you TE1, a podcast where I interview the tight ends who have revolutionized the position. Listen in as I have raw, in-depth conversations with the all-time greats like Shannon Sharp, Tony Gonzalez, Travis Kelsey, and George Kittle. We'll explore how the tight end position has changed over the last 60 years and what it takes to be the very best. Subscribe to TE1 from Blue Wire Studios today so you're ready for the August premiere. TK Breezy here with Austin as we talk about stuff going on in the Smash community. And, you know, any questions that you guys have been delivering from Twitter um, today. Well, there was a decent amount of, um, I guess, toxicity that was brought up recently between Omni and also Kokiri. We had a lot more to say about it in a, well, I guess, a well-rehearsed and nuanced way than Omni did. And so we'll talk about that first, and then we'll get to your Twitter questions. First, before we do all that, guys, um, how are you doing, Austin? Good, man. Uh, today is my girlfriend's birthday, so we did a lot of fun stuff today. So oh, nice. uh, we're going to do some more after the podcast, so, but still nice to get on here and talk with you. How you doing? Uh, you know, same, same old, same old. Hit a thousand subs. Nice. Uh, Let's go. Oh. That was also nice. But, uh, Mr. 1K. Yeah, just Mr. 1K. Yeah. Same old, same old, <laughs> though. You know how it is. Big chilling. Yeah. Uh, we Let me go ahead and open up the chat real quick. So yeah, let's go ahead and get to the first topic, though. And it happens to be the toxicity that's still obviously very rampant in Smash. It doesn't seem to be dying down, and it seems to also be getting directed, um, or it seems to be getting belittled and um, misinterpreted or whatever. Um, one thing that I've noticed is that, like, <clears throat> when it comes to Smash, a lot of girls have to sit with, like, a level of harassment that is not okay um, in any way, shape, or form. But, like, men, you know, or just males in general... Uh, we do not usually have to sit with the same level of harassment just for existing. You know, O2 players are just O2 players. They can, you know, they can go to a tournament and be a nobody for you know, the entirety of their Smash existence. But as a a like 
female smasher or you know a woman trans or not you're going to get attention all the time just for existing as a woman and um and i feel like uh, a lot of men don't really get that so whenever i see men complaining about like harassment uh like it happens to them all the time i had to say say that like it really comes down to the fact that you don't even know the level of harassment that like women have to deal with from like people that you may not even know exist there's like all kind of people who make like random ass accounts to like harass people say gross uh, just grotesque things to to women uh in general especially if that woman's connected to like someone so kokiri is connected to esam but she was she already had a little fame before then from you know the like the patreons and the only fans or whatever she was doing before then and now that she's connected to esam esam's always you know i feel like people go out their way to try to start stuff with them in particular and i, I don't know man it's just it's annoying to see and it's also also annoying to see her message uh of like her message get diminished uh because of like other people you know what i'm saying yeah it it's an issue because i feel like a lot of it's not visible too like a lot of it is dms a lot of it's dms that don't get exposed even 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 some of the dms that they put out there like they they will put it out there into the public that's not putting out all the other dms of just pure hate that these people get um and it's a huge problem and i feel like there's that issue where it's like People think it's solved now because we kicked out the bad people. Like, it's all good. The Smash community is good now. And that's that's not the case. Like, at all. Like, in fact, I feel like it's kind of the same. It's just some bad apples are gone now. So, but it's still pretty rampant. Yeah, yeah. So I gotta go. Let me go back and find uh, Kokiri's tweets because I wanted to talk about them, like, more in depth <clears throat> while we were yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously that tweet started off with Omni saying some very sus shit. Um, I haven't read his tweet longer yet, but basically he made a very off joke where like, Mm -hmm. when it was a joke, it was more so like a, I guess he was trying to prove a point, but the point that he was trying to prove was not it. So basically I guess he caught, uh, some, some flack for one of his last videos. He got a lot of heat for it. Yeah. He got a lot of uh, heat for one of his last videos and he was like, it's crazy to me that, like, you know, there's still all this toxicity running around uh, for me who is making videos, I guess, trying to, like, show, shed some light on it. Maybe if I, he said, maybe if I touch kids or sexually assault someone, y'all would respect me more or something. And I was like, that? Uh, I saw it. And it, it stayed up for a while, too. I mean, he didn't he didn't delete that immediately when he started getting some backlash. I mean, he, he really, like, let that sit for a bit. And so... I saw it. I didn't comment on it. I saw Mighty Keith trying to, like, I don't know, downplay it and, like, you know, uh, good job trying to be a good friend, but, like, no, nah, Ani, that just was not it. Like, you're a grown-ass man. You should you should know that that was not the take that you should have put out there, you know? Mm. Like, it's, even if he, that was something that he just thought of in the second, the fact that he didn't even think to, like, delete the tweet, like, immediately shows that, like, he didn't put as much thought as he could have. I mean, honestly, from seeing his past tweets it looks like he's been you know very apologetic about it and realizes his faults so that at least there's that to come from it but uh, to to make jokes about a serious issue is not the play because you're making light of it you're making oh he's making a joke out of it so therefore this is okay ha 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 you know so i i i get the message he's trying to push but it, it was not the correct way to go about it because the message that he's trying to push is that like um, all these people who have been ousted as pedophiles or sexual harassers or whatever, 
that they still get people defending them or that they, they get away with the stuff because they're good at the game or because they have a personality. And that's the message he was trying to push. But the way he worded yeah. that was terrible. Yeah, I mean, I just, there, there, obviously a lot of people have, I think because of their status, it's been a lot harder for most people to accept what is going on, especially within the state of life, or especially within like the case of Nairo, you know, a lot of people are, uh, you know, he did some shit and even regardless of the years that passed, I'm sure that he learned from it, but it just, it's still everything that's surrounded that just looks really bad. But I feel like people are still, because it's Nairo or we're not so quickly to be like, oh, we got to kick him out of the community. They were more so like, oh man, like I hope he can come back. You know, I hope he can, you know, I hope he can like make the right stride so that the Smash community will accept him again. And I'm just like, ah, just don't think that's the le- the the message we're trying to send here. Yeah. So. And it's it's becoming more and more common that people are starting to like turn all the sexual predator stuff like into memes and make jokes mm. about it and try to make light. I, I've seen YouTube videos where like the thumbnail just shows like all of the 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 predators that have been exiled from the scene and it's just like ah it, it makes me feel a certain way it makes me feel uncomfortable like seeing stuff like that like oh it feels like it's being lighthearted again you know it's it, it it has to do with the community just not being grown up man like i feel like there's still a lot of kids in this community or a lot of people that are kid at heart too so i was yeah, see, looking i found ahead. it finally so it took a okay. little bit um so, yeah, I had to scroll a little farther down. I forgot that was, that was like, it was yesterday, but she'd be tweeting, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> um, so yeah, so Omni said that thing. Um, and he was, and she said that, well, when I had a similar sentiment just a few days ago, you decided to use it as an opportunity to make it about positive changes rather than acknowledging its lingering issues. Weird that you're not choosing to be critical once you view yourself as the victim. And then she said, but regardless of that, this is vile. Comparing yourself to the victims of assault and sexual harassment because people don't like your YouTube video is so incredibly tone deaf. She said to put things in perspective, you experienced a bad night of harassment and then immediately emphasize with victims who have uh, experienced this constantly since coming forward. The empathy should be a constant and not just appear when it applies to your own situation. And uh, yeah, so, you know, a lot of people are definitely feeling that. And I guess he, you know, he made, he made it a twit longer. I haven't read it yet. I don't know how long it is. I I guess I'll look and see how long it is real quick just to see if he actually felt like he learned something from it. But just overall, it's not that long. Okay. So, uh, oh, he actually put it in here. He said, earlier today, I made an extremely insensitive tweet that says, a little bit surprised by the overwhelming hate I received randomly last night, to be honest. I can't even make non-Smash content uh, in peace without Smash community coming in at me sideways. Maybe if I touch little kids and sexually harass women, I'd get a little respect. What I said was rude, offensive, and completely unacceptable. There's no excuse. I deserve no offense. If you support me, uh, if you support me, please do not defend my actions. Someone who claims to support victims, a statement is beyond hypocritical, and I'm ashamed of myself. Uh, the events that have transpired over the past few weeks in the Smash community should never be used as a tool, joke, or weapon that's marginalized the victims and use their experience and trauma as an object, uh, an object that I used to push my own selfish agenda. For that, I'm truly sorry. I lashed out in anger and a process, uh, in my, and in the process placed countless victims abuse in my uh, path. It was extremely considerate and, uh, of me and I'm truly sorry. Do not dampen this by suggesting, well, he has a point, uh, and, which to be completely honest, he does, like he does have a point uh in a way where it's like i get what you were trying to say but you did not say that in the way that it is conveyed that you probably wanted to convey it uh but he said i'm terrified that i that i may have undone something that cannot be repaired the victims i accept whatever anger or resentment you may hold for me and that's all he has to say thank you for reading but that was a really good uh apology from him i'll give it up but just you know 
overall, I don't know. Like, I didn't see the video that it was in question. Is the Pokemon video? Yes. Uh, he, okay. made, he made some, like, off-color comment about it. Okay. Well, I don't, I, I did see that uh, pop up in my, like, you know, YouTube recommended and, or my subscriptions. I am subscribed to uh, uh, Omni, but... I, the only thing I said was when I first saw it was like, why are you making videos about Pokemon? Like, that's so weird. And then I just moved on. Like, I didn't, you know, like I didn't uh, watch it. I didn't care to watch it. It just mm. did not matter to me. But um, I mean, Kokiri has a really good points too. that. Like, yes, as, as has been said, a lot of these women, ones who haven't even come forward yet still are still dealing with a, a shit ton of harassment. And even when they do come forward, most likely most people are always, you know, proof, 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 you know? And they can have the proof in there. Now, I've seen some definitely some very, very vague ones where it's like, you know, like, for instance, like mine was super vague. So I was like, yeah, man, I need a little more context. But if if I see like screenshots and like uh, there's timestamps and like I see DMs and all this stuff, I don't like that's the proof right there. Why are we still asking for proof when it's like right in front of your face? You know what I'm saying? Uh, and but most people, they 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 won't do that or they won't take people uh, at face value because they think they know everyone based off how they play the game and that's just not how it's how it is and then you and then uh it and then it's based off how they don't play the game like there's a lot of women that that don't come to uh play smash they just come to you know they enjoy the the scene they enjoy the community and now these people are like looked down on when there probably is the same amount of dudes who also just come to tournaments not to play just to like hang out with their friends and and chill but they don't get any any flack because they're dudes shit sucks yeah I think the big issue with the providing proof part is a lot of the time there isn't proof. You know, it's impossible to have proof because maybe the situation was in person. There was no text. Maybe it happened like 10 years ago and they were so afraid to come out and now they finally feel brave enough, but they still don't have something that that could uphold it, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I think, I think people just got to be a little more sympathetic, you know, like take it from like, Hear from both sides and formulate your own thoughts instead of just being like, like I immediately believing one guy because you like their content. They're good at the game. They, they make you laugh. You watch their stream every day because of, you should not use that as a way to defend them. Like you, you gotta, you gotta look at it from like an unbiased way while reading both sides, because a lot of the times the, uh, the victims have a lot to lose to come out. They have way more to lose than the game in all honesty. So the fact that, like, yes, there are sometimes victims that lie. Like, that does happen. But that's, like, what? Like, 1%, 2% of, like, all cases. Like, it's such a small, small number that the fact that, that, that people are just immediately, like, no way, he would never do that. I know him like my brother, even though I've never met him in person in, in my life. I, 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 he would never do that. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, that, 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 that. When you said the no proof thing, that really irked me. I I, I hate that that's that, that's such a knee jerk reaction comment from people. Yeah, I mean, like I I think that I definitely think that like if I read something and I don't see like a crazy amount of detail in it, I will think that I'll be like, you know yeah. what, I want to see if it's I, vague. I don't say it out loud. It's more so it's like I'd be like, I want to see what the other person says. Like mm -hmm. I, I'm right now, I am believe you know I believe what I'm seeing right now but I'm not going to like go out and start this tirade until I get something back but silence also speaks volumes too it's like you know like if if for instance if senpai came down and actually said something about the shit that happened against her I would probably still believe Puppe cuz I mean I've heard that rumor way too many times but at the very least it would have had it would have been thought uh provoking like 
okay, so now we have two different sides of the story. We have to like decipher, you know, which one is closer to the truth. But when you when someone comes out with a story as detailed as Puppe's and then like nothing is said on the other side, you just have to believe that's one hundred percent true now. Like there's there's nothing has been said, so obviously this person is running, so have you ever heard of DealDash.com? It's the best, most honest bidding site where you can win things you'd never expect at a price you'd never believe. They have over 1,000 auctions every day on electronics, appliances, beauty products, home decor, and even cars. Here's how it works. It's like an auction. But every item starts at $0 and only goes up one cent every time you bid. The kicker is that auction clock restarts after just 10 seconds. That means every time you bid, everyone else has 10 seconds to answer or the item is yours. If you go ahead and buy now, DealDash is offering our listeners an extra 100 free bids upon sign-up. On top of their other discounts, go to DealDash.com and use the offer code PREADDICTION or DealDash.fm slash PREADDICTION. That's D-E-A-L-D-A-S-H dot F-M slash PREADDICTION. Sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. Major League Baseball is finally kicking off this week, and there's no better place to start wagering than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Check out all the odds, futures, and props to bet on, all available 24-7. With the return of sports, Bet Online sat down with former pro players Eddie George, Harold Reynolds, and seven-time NBA champ Robert Horry. See what they had to say on what it'll be like playing without fans in a series they're calling Fandemic. Visit BetOnline.ag for all your odds and up-to-date sports news. Remember to use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new web Welcome bonus. That's promo code Blue Wire. Bet online. Your online wagering experts. But yeah, I mean, I just—it's a very annoying uh, reaction to like everyone's thing, and, and, and it's also annoying to see everyone get like labeled uh, as the same thing. Some crimes are way worse than others. Some people had like a one-off experience where they, you know, they they may have overpushed a boundary, and those people, yeah, they should if they're learning from their shit then good. I'm glad that those people are learning from their shit. But if they're, if at the same time, if someone is constantly doing that and it's like, it's like if they're constantly doing that and it's not a one-time thing and it's even worse than that. I mean, some things, a one-time thing is enough. Like if you, if you rape someone, that's a one-time thing. That is enough. But if, if you're like flirty with someone one time and it made them uncomfortable, right. And you were like, wow, you know, I made them uncomfortable. You may not ever apologize to them publicly or, or privately or whatever, but you have changed your ways because of that. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. But if like that same story comes out seven different times, then I'm kind of like, mm, sounds like you're not really learning. You know what I mean? And I think that's people have to stop grading everything on the same schedule, like or same scale. You know, um, what Senpai did is very bad. It's very like terrible. What Kataro did is very bad, very terrible. Uh, but I can't really think anybody who has like a low, like a low tier story or whatever. But like, you know what I mean? Like if, if uh, a person comes out and they're like, and someone's like, yeah, man, he made me feel uncomfortable at this one tournament, but it happened at this one tournament, like, I don't know, eight years ago. We can't be like holding to the same standard as what we're holding, you know, Senpai and, and, and Kataro to. Like, they are very far removed. Now, I, I would probably keep an eye on this person, the the third person with a softer story, just to be like, I wonder, you know, let me see if they've actually changed or not. But I'm not going to act like they got to get blacklisted, you know from the their uh the community or in the entire world because of like a uh ultra or interaction that happened to them eight years ago so yeah it's it's just it's, it's all over it's all over right now yeah it's it's a touchy subject but the, the the big the biggest deal is that you know this is not dying down anytime soon i don't think i mean like, it feels like it's died down since there was just so many reveals and like one night alone but yeah, and then like nothing's really been coming out since but i think that if stuff is coming out, we might just be missing it because 
it's not make they're not as big. Like the the, right. the big stuff all came out like one by one for like you know super big figureheads, and then you know there's probably still some stuff coming out for like small tournament goers and shit like that, but it just doesn't have the same uh, traction. Effect. Yeah, it's same not traction. The 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 appeal is no longer there because it's no longer drama, which a lot of people actually do care about. A lot of people are just in it for the drama, you know. And this is a real issue. Um, New York City alone uh, had some issues uh, during the whole thing. I felt like got swept underneath the rug because of the, that. But the venue and fruit thing. Uh, there there's more going on. It's kind of like I I I don't really want to comment on it because there's, there's so much like information out there. But okay. no, I mean, I knew about that. That's the only one I knew about, though. Like, yeah, I just I kept seeing that it like it, 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 there was like a new one every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's hard because there's so much going on. And yeah. but that's but the local what's good is that the local tournaments are dealing with it and the TOs are making decisions about that. And usually if you have a good TO, hopefully, fingers crossed, they'll make the appropriate action and ban them from their local or whatever to make the people feel safe. You know, it's, it's all about making people feel safe at tournaments, making people feel safe online. When you're, when you're getting death threats online because you decided to come out about, like, because someone approached you and you, like, were sexually harassed or whatever, like, that's terrible. That, like, they, that, like, it's, it's, in the long run, sometimes it's better just not to say anything, and that's awful because they're so afraid of all the backlash. Like yeah. I I I can't even begin to imagine what's going through their minds. So just 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 people ease up a little bit on the victims, you know. Like like just just don't have a knee jerk reaction. Like I mean that's social media and Twitter kind of like add to that. But just the immediate knee jerk reactions to stuff. Where like we need answers now. I'm gonna make a this statement came out five minutes ago. I'm making a judgment right now instead of just I'm gonna wait for like five hours. And formulate my thoughts and see if there's a response from the other side, you know? Like, it, it's okay not to make an immediate statement, but, like, Twitter just thrives off of those replies, the, the, those those retweets, those impressions, you know, that you have to get your say out there so you get all the likes in the world. Yeah. Actually, I hate social media. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, if it wasn't for the fact that it's the easiest way to reach most a lot of people, I probably wouldn't even be on Twitter, but... Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's move on to these of your questions, guys. We got... Uh, R.I. Rod saying, I just thought of this one because I, I saw it on Reddit. Uh, thoughts on MVG bringing Salem back after two weeks of therapy and excuse that he uh, and the excuse that he didn't know the ages of the accused while also still encouraging a minor to do sexual acts. Um, I really don't think Salem was in the position to be like thrown away. You know what I mean? Like he, he didn't do anything. He just was complicit and also like egged on that situation. That's bad enough as itself, but like he's still on the outside to me. You know what I mean? Like, uh, just a really weird part of the outside. Uh, the therapy thing is annoying because I two weeks of therapy ain't shit. Like, I'm fucking like five months in and I'm still discovering new stuff. You know, so like you're not gonna like just solve a whole issue, your whole life issue, in two weeks. Um, and I hate that people think that. That's why I I feel like a lot of people who have posted that they're gonna get therapy are gonna go. Um, are going to go and um, and like do their therapy for like three weeks and be like, look guys, I'm fucking saved. It's like, no man, you're, you're 20 something. Okay. You've had like this, you've had something ingrained in you for at least multiple years. You're not going to fix it in three months, dude. Like that's not, that's, uh, that's not how that works. As far as MVG, I mean, it's, oh, MVG, I, I read MVD for some reason, MVG bringing Salem back. As far as MVG, I don't like, I have no opinion on MVG anyway. I've always thought they were kind of shady. 
Um, Whoa. I don't, I don't know too. I mean, it's almost that they were kind of shady. Like, I don't know too much about their business. Like, I just like if it wasn't if it wasn't for Vaseth, uh, I feel like that company would not have a straight man at all. You know what I mean? I <laughs> like I just I, I don't, just don't see it, bro. I, like I don't. What what does MVG do? Like, do they I, just I make content? Know. Like, I, I I've always I mean, been. They ran a tournament once. Yeah, that, that's what I was confused about because I thought MVG started as like a streaming service and then they decided to run tournaments and then they started making content and then they started signing players. But now I'm just, I, I feel like they're all over. And I, I think but Baseth got a job with them and is now like the general manager or something along those lines with that company. And like you said, he's like the straight man that's like, yeah. you know, the that's helping out the team of it. But like, I don't, I, I kind of just don't really know what they've been up to because every time I've worked with them as a commentator they've been really nice on the sides but like i don't know them personally but also i mean the other thing is that i actually tweeted about this a while ago but the other thing is that i, I don't like that defense that he didn't know the age of the accused salem is two years older than the accused um and, and they've played each other multiple times you know they've been top players forever they had to play each other in, in finals and all that good shit at, at a time where before you know like before uh the cues turned 20 so to act like you looked at this dude and thought oh he's got to be like 12 nah bro nah nah nah, nah. i mean not like <sighs> google google is free um nairo uh is a very important figure his birthday shows up all the time people talk about it there's no way you could avoid that i don't how long do they know each other i, I don't know I, I don't know man it's just he, he was he, he was a very important figure his birthday came up all the time i just don't get how you could try to use that excuse and think that we were going to be like, oh, it's cool, man. Like, yeah, he do be looking kind of young. Nah, man. Nah. nah, 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 So I'm good on that. That was that was a very, I, I mean, I did the math and everything. I put a whole tweet out. I was like, this, this excuse is trash. Uh, I would have been better off of him just saying, look, man, like, I just, I didn't think much of it when it happened, you know. Uh, but now that I've, you know, now that I've, like, seen it in this light, I realized that, like, my actions were wrong. And I should not have egged on, you know, or should I, I should have not like been talking to a minor about this stuff so openly. That's not like his fucking family. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you'll probably talk to like uh, your cousin or something. Like if I have a little younger, younger cousin and she's like 17, she just starts having sex or whatever. And she wants to talk about it. We can talk about it, but not in the way that he was like, talk about me, talk yeah. to me about it in a way where you're trying to get like understanding on the subject. Not like, I don't want to know your sex capades though. I don't want to know that. Like, you know, that, what I mean? that like, made me so uncomfortable, dog. Like, I'm not, I'm gonna be 100 real. I hated reading that. It was, it was just, yeah. it just made me feel awkward. Like, just the way he, I don't want to talk about it no more. That, that, anyway, that was just, yeah. Yes, <laughs> I, I have no, I don't really have a crazy opinion. MVG will do MVG things. I think that it's a bad. I think that Salem's excuse or a thing of going to two weeks of therapy sounds like kind of like a lie. Whack. I mean, I, two weeks. Of th- I mean, like you don't even meet your therapist every day, so. It really probably was like two times at most. And like a thirty, but, a single thirty-minute session saved his yeah. life. I don't know, man. Anyway, moving on. I got a, a question from Crosslear. Said, "What do you know about D One deleting his confession?" Then he said, "Assuming you know anything, sorry, that was kind of a dick way to ask." Which it was, and I don't know anything because I haven't talked to D One since the day that the shit came out. Like he he hasn't tweeted, and he hasn't. We haven't texted. We haven't done anything. So uh, I didn't even know he did that. That he deleted it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, probably some probably some lawyer stuff. Who knows? Uh, Zadisia says, how do you feel about people treating 
who they main as like an extension of themselves. What I mean is like I'm a Mario main, so I do X, Y, and Z. And I'll just see people dismiss the other solos because of who they main. I think it's toxic. Don't see other communities do this. Uh, why don't you just say how do you think think it feels to be like Wizzy? No. <laughs> Bro, that's definitely what that question was, bro. Like, how does it feel to be like Wizzy? I don't like fan bases are fan base, man. Like, I, I, I'm not. I love games, but I never feel like I am Link. You know what I'm saying? I, I love Zelda a shit ton, but I never feel like I am. You know, dude, Link. I am. And, then, and Mr. I need Game Zelda, and Watch. I am Game you know? and Watch, bro. Yeah. <laughs> But there's people that definitely do weird stuff like this. You know what I'm saying? There's definitely people who are... Uh, I feel like Smash just has this thing, though, where people who are usually fans of their Smash character are, like, fans of that series in general. Usually. Melee is not so much. I don't really know a lot of people who play Fox and Falco and Star Fox. But, uh, you know, those, like, those Earthbound people, the Sonic kids, all that good stuff. Like Especially you know, I mean, the Sonic kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're usually big fans. And I think that's okay to be part of the fan base. Just, like... You got to separate your fan base and stuff from your real life eventually, bro. You can't be walking into work, you know, your nine to five with the Sonic hat on. Like, no one wants to see that, bro. Go put your fucking McDonald's uh, jacket on and ask me what I want. Anyway. That's so um, rude. And uh, I I just, as far as the missing people solely for who they main, it depends on who, they, who it is. Depends on who it is, bro. Like, I mean, it depends on what they were doing, too. A lot of people... Who uh, were going O2? Who started main Bayonetta before she got um, before she got buffed or nerfed in Smash Four? You know what they were doing? They were just trying to play to win, and then they were still going like one two. So you're just ruining someone else, some o- other O2ers' uh, thing to still get bodied in bracket with a broken character. So I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I don't. It, it's like a it's a weird like crossroad where i feel like it's definitely okay to go to a convention and be all it's, it's like their cosplay right but I, if i were to like to just go to the store and i saw like two you know kids in like a full sonic gear i'd be like this is kind of weird you know or well, not two kids but like two grown men and like full sonic gear i'd be like okay this is kind of weird and that's that's about where i'll put it <laughs> tk i have a confession i uh you own a sonic hat bro yeah Back, yeah, back. Like listen, I will be listen. No, I can I can I explain? Like, like I did like like the trick reaction much. Um, when I was seventeen, I was in Brawl. I liked Brawl a lot. I played Sonic. It was my main. I went to turn into the Sonic hat on. I sometimes wore a Sonic shirt with it too. One a, a year later. I, I saw the error of my ways and moved on. I was a foolish kid. I didn't know any better. And I think these other people... When did you stop wearing it? What age? I don't know, man. Like 18, 19, like before 20. Before 20. Over 10 years ago, TK. All right, man. 10 years. All right, man. Moving on. Indigo Harmony says, In a timeline where Smash Peters are allowed in competitive play, how much does your personal cheer list change? Uh, Zelda just moves weird, very far up, and everybody else is pretty much right at the same area. That's, I mean, Zelda's Wait. fucking busted with the meters. So, Wait, whoa. <laughs> I just, yeah, I mean, Zelda just pretty much that's all I care about. Zelda going all the way up to tier list, and we're good. I mean, Peach, I guess too, but she's already pretty good without him. So, yeah, yeah. I, um, okay. Yeah. 
I mean, did you uh, have something else to add? I thought you were. No, no, I, I got nothing, man. I'm still hung up about the hat thing. Okay, right. Anyway, looks like I'll be doing this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a Q and A question from the Reddit. If you want that one. Uh, yeah, but let's go ahead and finish this real quick. Oh yeah, um, yeah go for it. Mock SSBU says, when you first started commentating, did you have trouble finding the words to say? I tried commentating a match and just couldn't figure out what to say and make it interesting. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna be you're gonna be like a little lost on the the I guess the rhythm of things for a while, you know. And besides, when I first started commentating, commentating was so so free form. It didn't matter what you were doing at the time. But once I first started to get to a point of making my own rhythm, I never really felt like I had a loss for words. But it is a rhythm that you you make yourself. Don't copy anyone. Just kind of come up with your own heat and then adjust according to what you feel like you're weak on. So that's that's my answer to that. I say a lot of it's confidence. I think I've used this before. Just go in knowing that you're going to kill it and you'll kill it. Um, I Like TK said in the beginning, like it was different um, even before I started when TK was like, like years before I started. It was still like that was even more freeform. But when I did it, I was doing it at locals where we didn't even talk about the match and it, we, we sucked. And that, that's just how it was like, like in the beginning. And that's how you, you will also be until you get the confidence to go in. I don't know. So, yeah. Uh, Blitz comment says, liked the love given to Kirby air ride on the last hard reads. My question, uh, you have to give a game sequel announcement on the next direct have a game be ported to the switch and the last game gets nothing choose between mario sunshine kirby's air ride mario strikers why uh i want the sequel to kirby's air ride i want mario sunshine ported and i want nothing more for mario strikers only because i feel like they're gonna fuck it up somehow like i wouldn't want a sequel to mario strikers because for most people charge is is perfect like Mm. and like it i i could not imagine them like trying to leave a lot of that stuff that was in charge that made charge good uh in the sequel and i don't really want to port either because i don't know i just mario striker's charge is like we're good you know what i mean like (laughs) we're good you can still play that joint on your uh on your pc anyway so yeah there you go um i would say yeah i agree with the kirby's air red one i want that to be the sequel because that needs more love um i think i would actually want strikers ported over uh sunshine i feel like there's like sunshine was a good game but there's mm-hmm. been plenty and plenty of other Mario games after that 3D. You know, we've had Galaxy, Odyssey. Um, you know, so like it's going to continue getting games that like maybe not the exact same, but are in the same like tone. Whereas you know, Strikers hasn't seen love since GameCube, and I would yeah. love to see that get, uh, especially in a no, multiplayer fashion. Charge, Charge was on the Wii. Oh, it was Wii. I forgot. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Sunshine was GameCube. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, I like I would love to see. That get ported and maybe see like a competitive scene to that game. That'd be really cool. You can't really see it. If if Sunshine got ported, that'd be really cool. But you know, I'd I come like, take the shit out some I'd come take the shit out some strikers for sure. That, that sounds lit. Like I, that's why I would love to see a port of that game. Just to yeah. see uh, help it help it revive the multiplayer scene. Yeah. Uh Blueberry says, what do you think about uh about making clickbait content like controversial tier list or uh talking about popular streamer gossip? Um I personally don't like it because it does not interest me to make that. I don't want to become the go- the gossip guy, but I do watch it. I don't watch tier list shit. I think tier list shit is whack. I actually I'm tired of talking about tier list just in general. Um, but who's your top everyone, ten? Every, everyone's always asking that. top ten, top five. Who's most underrated? Who's overrated? I don't I don't fucking care. Like, but but popular streamer gossip and just 
and stuff like that. Like I, I do watch that shit. I I watch uh, streamers reloaded and stuff like that. Just depends on who's delivering the the stuff. Like if it's gonna be like someone like Keemstar, I'm not gonna watch that shit. But if we're gonna watch like objective things with facts and stuff like streamers reloaded, uh, I will watch. I, I'll pretty much throw that on like once a week just to see what's popping off in the uh, in the Twitch sphere. Yep, uh, tier list is literally like people make tier lists because it gets impressions. That's literally it. Like the, the it, it, I don't think people actually care about how strong a character is like to, to today's standards. Now sometimes they will. Like I, I see people at locals talk about it every now and then, but it, it's people like top players will literally just put it out there because it's it's, it's free. So I, I'm bored of it. I was bored of talking about the tier list after like in 2019. So. Like I, 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 I definitely just don't want to hear about that crap anymore. Yeah. Um, Zizzy had another question, but I think I'm gonna have to say that for the next one because we run a little late. Um, oh, word. Uh, let me just. I'm missing some replies. What's going on? I, there's one more. I missed it. That. It is. Oh, here you go. Uh, it is. Do you ever see, uh, Smash not having an online presence or being so obscure that it no longer garners a substantial audience? What would it take for that to be a reality other than, say, apocalyptic times? Uh, nah, Smash is too, it's too large of a game. It's one of Nintendo's, like, main flagship games. It, it's one of the, This game forces people to buy systems. So it, I don't really see this game dying anytime soon. Maybe not so many competitive people. And we have, the, like, as far as, like, the people that you know, the Marses, you know what I'm saying, the Samsoras and all that good stuff. May not see them for a little bit, but as far as Smash as, as a game itself, nah, this game is way too fucking huge. It's it's natural when you put so many popular IPs together in a game, you know, like it, crossovers are always the biggest deal in any form of medium. So th there's no way it won't. Yeah. Uh, and then we, well, yeah, one, one more, and then you can ask your Reddit question. Um, mm -hmm. Do you feel actively influenced by your following? If so, is it positive or negative? Uh, I don't really feel influenced, but I do feel like I only see the negatives now and just in general, that's kind of like my where my head is and so it's one of the things i've been trying to go to therapy for and uh work on um just you know caring depression potential bipolarness i'm not sure um but i'm just trying to figure out how to live and navigate life with that so but it's hard because yeah social media is just just usually negative man like you can't do anything positive people don't fucking care like but as soon as you do some negative shit that's when everybody wants to chime in and you know have an opinion and talk down to you like they've never done anything bad in their lives or anything stuff so yeah social, social media is poison dog like i i actually i remember years ago I, I i would like wish i had a huge following or something like that blah 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 but now like i'm grateful like i i have i'm still like in the 3k i'm totally fine being down there because i i, I see what the, the more followers you have the more crap you're gonna have to deal with so it, social media is just I I dislike it. I don't let my followers influence me that much. Um, granted, I don't really interact with them that much. Uh, I after when we were doing the outing of everyone, like I lost a lot of followers because you know we were putting our thoughts out there. But that's that's natural. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure right. you, you deal with that more. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I just I honestly don't even be on Twitter that much anymore, bro. I just kind of like log on, drop my tweets, and then dip. Good for you. All right. Um, the question I got uh, from Reddit uh, five days ago comes from uh, Bure Huwaito. He said, uh, TK, when's the gospel rap album coming? Church of Jesus Christ needs a second coming. 
1250 subs. There you have I will, it. I will write a gospel song. Put on Spotify? Church of Breezes Christ. Yep. Oh. It's, bitch, you better play as God or I'm going to shoot an ass on God. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> All right, man. That's going to be it for Hard Breeze. Thank you all for hanging out. Uh, I'll see y'all pretty soon on Blast Zone as well. But, you know, until then, uh, guys, obviously, uh, you can find this on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify and on my YouTube very soon. So check that out. Um, if you want, if you missed anything and you want to make sure that you uh, caught, all, caught it all here on Hard Reads. Uh, also, you got any final words? Uh, no, man. That's it. All right. Well, yeah, I'll catch you guys uh, next time. Well, I'll catch you guys tonight, actually. But also just, you know, be safe. Take care of each other and have a good night. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.